0: Handful of Stars by Cynthia Lord Chapter 13 The next day I ate supper early so Salma and I could pick blueberries for a long time before it got dark. I walked Lucky over to the camp. This time I didn't stop at the office. Mr. Winthrop hadn't made me sign in last time, and I wasn't sure how he'd feel about visitors bringing dogs. Some kids were playing tag around the cabins, and a woman was hanging out clothes on a rope tied between two trees. Lucky let me go first. "'He was sniffing right and left. "'There were new smells to check out. "'Come on,' I said, pulling him along. "'Salma's mother was sitting on the sill of the doorway, "'painting her toenails with gold nail polish. "'Stinks,' she said, pointing to her foot. "'I nodded. "'I like the color, though. "'Hi, Lily.' "'Salma came through the doorway, nudging past her mom, "'making the tiny brush spread gold over her mom's toes, "'messing them up. "'Salma!' she scolded. "'Sorry, Mama. "'I'm borrowing two blueberry rakes, okay?' She grinned at us. "'Hey, Lucky!' His tail started wagging like crazy. He pulled forward on his leash, trying to find her. Salma sat down on the grass, and Lucky climbed right into her lap, which was funny, because he's so big that Salma couldn't even see over him. Lily here!' Mrs. Santiago motioned me to sit next to her. Salma said something impatiently in Spanish, and her mom said something back. But finally her mom shook her head, and Salma's shoulders slumped. "'She wants to paint your fingernails.' I told her we're in a hurry, but she said it dries fast. I don't paint my fingernails very often, and I've never had them painted gold. But if Selma couldn't talk her mom out of it, I didn't stand a chance. I gave Lucky's leash to Selma and sat down. Mrs. Santiago took my hand and started painting. I'd never sat next to Selma's mom before. The only mom I'm used to sitting next to is Hannah's mom, so this felt tingly, weird, and nice, and sad, all mixed together. "'Are you sure you don't mind helping me pick blueberries?' "'I asked Sama, "'cause it would be okay if you didn't want to.' "'I don't mind.' "'She peeked around lucky and grinned at me. "'I bet I'm faster than you.' "'I laughed. "'I'm sure you are.' "'As the tiny brush moved over my fingernails, "'my hand didn't even look like mine. "'When my ten fingers all ended in gold, "'Mrs. Santiago held my hands and blew on them. "'I swallowed hard. "'Sorry we were done. "'Thank you. "'Gracias. "'They look pretty.' "'Come on,' Salma said. "'I'll grab the rakes. "'Your nails can finish drying on the way.' I looped Lucky's leash around my arms so I could hold my hands out and wouldn't risk smearing the polish. As we walked, I glanced back a couple of times to Mrs. Santiago sitting in the doorway. It was such a little thing to put polish on someone's fingernails, but it was a mom thing, and it made me all messed up inside to have someone treat me like a daughter. The only place I could see my own mom was where Salma and I were heading— when we got to my blueberry picking spot, Selma dropped her blueberry rakes and made the sign of the cross, forehead to heart, shoulder to shoulder. A cemetery? I always pick here because these blueberries don't belong to anyone in particular. They're everyone's blueberries. Lucky waited patiently while I opened the metal gate. It's fenced in so I can let him run free in here. I clanked the gate closed behind us. Won't he get hurt running into the gravestones? Selma asked. I smiled, unclipping his leash. Watch him. Lucky sniffed the air and then took off running down the lanes of the small cemetery, turning each corner perfectly. How does he know? Selma asked. He's been here lots of times when he could see. I threaded the limp leash through the fence so he'd be ready for our walk back home. Things don't change here, at least not very often, so he remembers where everything is. I watched him sniff the pathway between two stones, yellow and black butterflies and mason bees flittered around him when he could see. he used to snap at bugs that flew by. Now they have to be close enough for him to hear them along the chain-link fence. The berries were so thick that the bushes looked blue from the distance. The blueberries are best over there, I said, pointing. They don't mow too close to the fence, so the bushes grow bigger. Our feet crunched the reindeer moss under her feet as loud as if we were walking through autumn leaves. The only other sounds were the wind blowing the little American flags on the soldiers' graves, the buzz of insects, the chirp of birds, and the occasional rumble of a car driving down the gravel road that ran past the cemetery. "'Do you worry about ghosts?' Selma asked. I knew someone who was followed home from a cemetery by a ghost. At least that's what she said. I looked at the gravestones, all facing the blueberry barrens across the road, like they were watching over them. "'That would be okay with me if it were the right ghost.' "'Is your mom here?' Salma asked. "'I nodded and let her pass. the rusted metal trash barrel "'and some gravestones with faded fake flowers "'and little solar lights all the way to the pink granite stone "'with a bear cub on top. "'When she was small, Papa called Mama his little bear. "'It's weird to think of my grown mom being someone's little girl.' "'What happened to her?' Salma said. "'The breeze blew a strand of hair across my nose. "'I let it stay there. "'She was in a car accident.' I didn't look at Selma, because saying that always stops the conversation cold. The other per- person never knows what to say, and it makes me feel doubly bad. Bad for the truth, and bad for making them feel bad. She and Mamere got in a fight over something Lucky did, so she left. She was driving on a back road, and she hit a moose. They're dark brown, so they don't show up at night very well, and she must not have seen it, because there weren't any skid marks on the road to show that she tried to stop. "'Everyone says it was over instantly. "'I hope that's true. "'I hope it happened so fast that she and the moose "'didn't have any, even have one second to be scared. "'It's too bad she didn't stay in Florida,' Salma said. "'We don't have moose there.' "'Yeah, but after Florida, she went to New York. "'That's where she met my dad. "'So if she had stayed in Florida, I wouldn't be here,' I said. "'I don't remember her, though. "'I was only two when it happened. "'And that feels like the biggest cheat.' I had her every day for two years, but I don't remember. I wonder sometimes if time travel were real and I could magically go back and meet her when she was my age. Would we like each other? I've always been scared that I'd like her, but she wouldn't like me back. She'd think I was boring. Salma put her arm through mine. Mama says people can feel it when you think of them. It's like a warm feeling that suddenly comes over them, she said. So I think of Luna every day. I don't know if that's true, but being with Salma made me want to believe it. I imagined Mama as hard as I could, my big thinker, blueberry queen Mama packing Lucky and me in her car to come home to Mamer and Papere. Could Mama feel that warm feeling? Was she somewhere in heaven above the stars, knowing she was in my heart? "'Maybe you should plant tiger lilies here,' Salma said. "'I don't think the Cemetery Association lets you plant things. They need to be able to mow,' I explained." "'Plus, lilies go grow wild along the roadsides here. "'They're weeds. "'Only because someone says so,' Apsalma said. "'Lilies are proud and sassy. "'They don't kn- know they're weeds.' "'She gave me a huge grin. "'And the Cemetery Association couldn't keep weeds out, right? "'Weeds grow where they want. "'I imagined a patch of tiger lilies under the ground all winter "'and blooming every summer for Mama, "'a burst of orange among the blue, green, pink, and gray.' The sun was getting lower over the trees on the far side of the barrens. Salma went to work near the fence. With one hand she held her rank, and the other swung free, her gold nails flashing in the sunlight. I wondered if she'd painted them herself, or if her mom had done hers too. I picked up the extra rake and joined her. Most times when I gathered blueberries, I picked them one at a time with my fingers. The rake felt heavy as I pushed the tines into the bushes near the ground and pulled up back and through the tiny branches. Raking is so much faster than picking— I tipped the rake so the berries would roll down and collect near the handle. Much faster, Salma said, but my arms and shoulders feel it every night. Ever since you showed me the star on the top of the blueberries, I imagine that I'm gathering stars, not blueberries, bins and bins full of stars. Holding the rake above my bucket, I watched the leaves blow off sideways in the breeze as the blueberries rolled down, plinking into the bucket— Do you ever read that picture book, Blueberries for Sal? It's from a long time ago. Sal is a little girl, and her mom takes her blueberry picking. No, is her name Salma? Maybe, I said. I don't think it says. Just little Sal. Anyway, Papero used to read me the story. I still have the book. It was Mama's book. Sometimes I open it just to see her name written inside. Little Sal and her mom go blueberry picking on a hill, and Sal keeps eating berries, I explained as we raked. Her mom walks too far ahead, and she thinks Sal is still behind her, but Sal has slowed down because she's eating blueberries. Also, there's a mother bear and her cub, Little Bear, eating berries on the same hill. Neither mom knows the other is there. Sal ends up wandering over near Little Bear's mother, and Little Bear goes over near Sal's mother. Both moms think it's their own baby behind them until they turn around. Then what happens, Salma asked. They both get a big surprise. Then they get their own kid back. I wish that book would were real, except for the bare parts. I wished Mama could just turn around and realize she'd gone too far ahead without me. Then she'd come back to find me. "'Is that all?' Salma asked. "'That's the whole story?' "'All? Well, yeah, it's a happy ending. Everyone was back where they belonged.' "'It's only a happy ending if you like where you belong,' Salma said. "'Do you always want to live here?' "'Maybe when I'm grown up I'll live somewhere else,' I said. "'But Mamere and Papera are here. "'I'd want to be able to see them and come here to visit Mama, "'so I don't think I'd move too far away.' "'I wish I felt like that,' Salma said. "'One of the worst parts of moving around "'is that the only place I feel like I really belong is in our car. "'I'd like the idea that if I won the pageant "'it would matter that I'd been here. "'I wouldn't just be another kid who came to rake blueberries "'and then everyone forgot. "'I won't forget you, and neither will Lucky.' "'A pinprick of guilt poked at me "'because Salma was helping me make money for Lucky's surgery, "'and she had reason she needed money, too. "'But Lucky's surgery cost so much, "'there wouldn't be any extra that I could give her. "'It hurt to want two things, "'but I know that you can't have them both. "'But I couldn't give up on Lucky. "'He needed me. "'You can visit me and Luna "'when I get my little house someday,' Salma said. "'You can bring Lucky with you.' "'I nodded, but I knew the truth. "'Lucky was already old.' He wouldn't be with me when I was a grown-up, and neither would Luna. Dogs don't last that long. But we were just pretending, and Salma said that when you pretend, the world can be any way you want it to be. When I come, I'll bring Lucky and some blueberries to make blueberry enchiladas, I said, and I'll wear my crown from the pageant. The sun was low in the sky by the time we'd filled our big bucket with berries. Lucky waited patiently at the gate as I clipped his leash back onto his collar. You can tell your prepare that you picked blueberries with Sal, Salma said, and Lucky is our bear. And we have a bucket full of stars. Minus one, Salma said, popping a blueberry into her mouth. Now the star is inside me. She handed me a tiny blue black berry. Wish before you eat it. My first choice wish would be to go back in time and fix things that had already been gone wrong. But not enough wishes can do that. Not even wishes can do that. I couldn't choose between Lucky and Salma, so I picked a second berry, a rosy pink one, one wished for Lucky, one wished for Salma, so they could both have what they wanted. I put the blue blackberry berry in my mouth and bit down. A warm blue explosion, tasting of earth and sunshine, let me raise enough money to fix Lucky's eyes. Then, on the rosy pink one, I wished, let Salma win Down East Blueberry Queen and get that savings bond. Walking home, we ate more warm berries until our teeth were full of seeds and our lips and fingers were blue red berries and blueberries, black ones and purple ones, and even a few that were striped, sweet and tart and in between, filling us with stars.